It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. You're listening to the PRO Media Network, the next level in entertainment. This is Big Q from the Sports Coma chiming in about the Pro Shop. Pro Shop is the platform store and over 35 different designs are available for your pleasure. The new Drew Orleans shirts are in, coming in all colors, all sizes, also for women, men, and children are available. Build Drawlings Tough is also available. Despite Katrina, despite the plagues, despite everything else, we're still Built Drawlings Tough and we're going to make it through it. The very popular God is a Saints fan shirt is available with volume number two. One shirt that says it all, you'll be the life of the party with your God is a Saints fan shirt. Also other designs like the Chump Missioner tees. We didn't get robbed. The Drew Orleans Neck Gator that's also available now on the Pro Shop. Also I am black and gold royalty. Tiger, purple, and gold pride. Built Nola, Zion, strong. Won't back down ever. Black and gold, stand up. And many other great designs are available at the Pro Shop and provided to you by Pro Apparel. And not only tees or sweaters are available at the Pro Shop, also coffee mugs, smartphone cover cases for your Apple or Android, bedspreads, towels, posters, on and etc. Go to the Pro Shop, support the platform, and represent the style. Who that? Season relative to his rehab, so uh, he's working with the first group, and you know he's someone that obviously has played a number of plays for us and, and knows what to do. So I, I've been encouraged. Sean, I was curious about your ideas for a postseason bubble. Is it? Uh, do you, I guess, envision something like the NBA is doing at a neutral site, or I guess, what are your thoughts on how the NFL could safely do that? No, it was a little bit more. Look, I made the comment when when this season comes to an end, if if if, if everyone just followed the, the protocol right now, gradually as you get into games that um, they're all meaningful, but as you get into games that, that have playoff implications or when you get into the playoffs, um, teams will will ramp up and elevate uh, 
you know, just their accountability to each other. And so it wouldn't be a, a neutral site thing. It's just the idea of, uh, of really, um, you know, sequestering yourselves in hotels, away from family members, away from all the things that possibly could, could infect somebody. And no, nobody's going to want to miss uh, a game period, but nonetheless, or, or certainly a, a playoff game or an NFC or AFC championship game or a Super Bowl. I think you're going to see teams uh, do that on their own. And, and so it's just the discussion of entering the postseason and then really um, eliminating all the specific little things that, that could possibly transmit uh, a virus, and we know that that's pretty easy. Sean, with a couple of practices under your belt so far, have you seen anything that's stood out to you or some things you want to see a little bit better or, or, or worse or anything? Well, look, we're, we're just needing to get a lot of these competitive periods because you know they're going to have to, to some degree, take the place of some of the preseason snaps that, that young players have a chance to to turn heads or make an impression. So every, every day we, you know, we, we were in periods or having periods with a, a live element to them that, uh, that matter because that, that's part of the evaluation. And, you know, if you're a younger player trying to make a roster, um, you, you've got to somehow or another, you got to make sure they know who your name is. And, and so we've got to give them that, those opportunities and we've got to embrace that competition. John, how far along in the installation are you all right now? Say for your newcomers like a Emmanuel Sanders, how many times has he gone through the offense? So, look, we're, we're on the the third go-round, if you will, and today was a, an emphasis on third down. Um, you know, it, it there's there's install days, and, you know, we've, we've had a chance during the walkthroughs to, to get into uh, – the heavy part of the installation and then when we went to helmets and and uh you know the spider shells we had a chance to kind of begin again and, and so today was a big third down emphasis and and we'll continue to uh keep moving with the teaching progression are you guys doing any sort of uh, load management with demario davis since you already kind of know what you have out of him well, look, there's not just one player. Um, we, we look at the roster and we, we make sure we're, we're being smart about the repetitions. Um, so each day we, we talk about it the night before. And, uh, you know, there's certain players that, that, that we'll be uh, a little bit mindful for, you know, whether they're coming off an injury or whether it's uh, something that's more experience or age related. Sean, are you going to be able to... Uh bring in officials and kind of set up some competitive like game like situations of practice. Yeah, look, we'll be able to set up uh, competitive situations and we'll be able to set up scrimmage situations. What we have to do relative to the officiating, we might have to be a little bit more creative, but uh, but we're not going to have a problem, you know, creative creating a competitive game like environment though. Sean, relative to the uh, uh, installs are you where you would be on a typical year, or has this been different? Has that changed, or is this about where you expected? Um, I think it would be a little bit different. Um, look, we would we would have just finished playing our first preseason game. Uh, we'd be preparing for our second preseason game today, being a Thursday. Um, yeah, so I don't know that we're all the way in where we practice goal line full pads, where we've done some of these other things. They're coming, um, but I'd say. Uh, we'd be a tick off from where we would be in a normal training camp environment.
Sean, are you worried about tackling because of the lack of preseason games? Yeah, we're, listen, Jeff, we're going we're gonna to have to have periods, and we will, where, where we're live and, and we're tackling runners, receivers, tight ends, and uh, we're going to have to create those, uh, those scrimmage-like environments, and, and those are coming up. But, yes, that, that's something that certainly is an important part of the game. Sean, on those same lines, um, when it comes to special teams, is that something you'll have to do a lot differently this year? Well, look, we're going to have to evaluate closely these special team periods. Today we had a competitive live punt period where we're covering a punt. You know, we were working uh, you know, competitively outside, hold-up guys versus gunners. We were working inside uh, and then and, and really getting a good chance to evaluate our guys. And, and those reps, we just finished talking about it, those reps, uh, every one of them are being evaluated. And, you know, it gets back to that saying where, you know, if they don't know your name now, you, you got to make sure they find a way to know who you are. All right, thank you. You mentioned Alex Anzalone. Go ahead. Is there anyone else that you'd be willing to mention by name that uh, has kind of stood out in practices so far? Look, there's been a handful of guys that, that I think, uh, you know, are competing. And, and, you know, obviously some of our veteran players that, that, that we know. Um, and yet there's been some, some good glimpses of young players. You know, we've got a, a lot of guys taking reps at receiver. We've got some young defensive linemen that I think uh, have stood out. Trey Hendrickson's done a good job in the kicking game. We've seen uh, a number of snaps uh, from him. Um, I, I think, look, we're on, the right, we're on the right track. We've got a, a lot of work to do. Um, but I thought we got better this morning. Coach Sean Payton on today's uh, interview practice or whatnot. Man, there's a lot of interviews to get to. Uh, we're going to play three of them today. Um, there's a lot. There's coaches' interviews, uh, Aaron Glenn, Ryan Nilsom, Matt Campbell, several coaches, man. Uh, a lot of sync talk going on. We're not going to, of course, for the summation of time, we can't give you all of those interviews. We feel free for those to go and check them out, but uh, as well. So I like to welcome all the beautiful black and gold family members to the sports coma. As I customarily say, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. Of course, I'm Big Q, the host of the show, and i just like to give a big shout-out to all the beautiful black and gold family members Chilling in the live stream. Who that to you and yearn on this beautiful uh, day today? Tramal, what up, Tramal? Good to see you in the chat. Who that to you? Byron, what up, Byron? Who that to you as well? JT, God bless you too, family. Who that to you? Jerry, how you doing, fam? Good to see you as well. Who that to you as well? Tori Shepard Sr., much love to you, cuz. Kenny Sutton, uh, who that to you? Uh, Tedra, who that to you too, man? Appreciate you for joining us here. Uh, Crass, who that to you? Crass and the rest of the family. Sufayan, who that to you? Derek Summerfield, what up, D? Good to see you in the chat as well, fam. All right, John, how you doing? John Gerard, who that to you? John, welcome to the live stream, family. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see who else we got here as well and the rest of the family members. So I appreciate y'all. Please feel free to smash upon the like button uh, as soon as you can as we'll go through uh, the, the sport. Uh, this is the TSC Sports Coma training camp saints camp day number three we got several more interviews coming up from malcolm jenkins also interviews coming up as well from 
another, uh, who else is there? Malcolm Jenkins and another player that will be coming up. We don't have any outside of Coach Payton. We, and I, don't play, I have a lot of people I would like to play, but for the summation of time, <clears throat> I, I just chose to pick three that I thought was imperative to the discussion. We also going to go through the observations from day three of camp, and I have several news items to cover with you, as well as the, the fact that the Saints are repping up contract talks with Elvin Kamara about right now. You know, so that's interesting as well, uh, trying to get that done before the season kicks off. So that's interesting. So we'll get into that and several other stories uh, in this edition of the Sports Coma. So I'd like to thank all the beautiful black and gold family members for chiming in. Uncle Paulie, who that to you as well? Derome, who that to you, family? Please hit upon the like button and we'll get back to knocking some of these interviews down so we can address some more Saint talk. So in the next one, next interview we got coming up is. Uh, It'll be Ty Montgomery. And, of course, this is a special one because Ty Montgomery, man, to be honest with you, Ty, hadn't, we hadn't heard from Ty, man, and we expecting big things from this kid, man, how versatile and tough this guy is. It's good to have a player like him on the team, and I think he'll do a lot of great things. So let's see what Ty Montgomery has to say. Then after Ty Montgomery, we'll play uh, Malcolm Jenkins, and then we'll cover the rest of this, the camp news. Here we go. Hey, Ty, I'm just curious, um, how have it, how's it going for you just settling into this new offense? It appears um, you, you kind of caught on quickly here. It's good. Um, the competitiveness so far, it seems you guys were, uh, were were talking a little bit today, both units, you know, back and forth, but it seems that the, the, the competitiveness seems to be inching higher and higher. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I like it like that. Um, very competitive atmosphere. Guys are just trying to, like I said, just trying to win their one-on-one battles. Um, just competing every single day because um, that's what it comes down to on Sundays where there's man covers, zone covers. Um, you got to beat the guy. So um, boys out here really uh, really competing, even on special teams. You get, you get one one rep at it, and uh, you got to win. So very competitive atmosphere. Next question from Jeff Duncan. Hi, I'm curious. What's, uh, what's the vision for your role? I mean, you could be... I assume a very versatile chess piece here. Uh, how much are you spending time at running back? How much are you split out wide receiver? Can you kind of give us a, an idea of where you think you're going to be playing? I'm spending a lot of time with the running backs right now, um, but I'm ready to do whatever. Um, like we've seen in the past um, with AK, uh, Mark, Latavius, um, anybody really, um, backtracks to, to even be, be crucial in the passing game as well, just with the – the many routes that um, we've seen the Bachelor run on film over the years, so um, it really doesn't matter where they put me. Uh, I'm just going to do his ass on me, whether it's winning on a route or winning on a run, getting a dirty four. Next question from Amy Just. Yeah, the last time we talked, you were excited about you know, being involved in this offense, now that you're, you know, able to actually go through plays on the field, what's it like to be involved in this intricate offense? Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's the most freedom I've ever had in, a, in an offense. Um, they're just asking you to win. Um, I know I'm using that word a lot. That's, that's a very important word around here, the winning. Um, it's all we care about. It's all we're trying to do. So uh, still the same, still very excited, very happy to be here. I'm grateful to be here. Um, the atmosphere um, is is very special. I mean, every day I come out here just getting in the stretch lines, I'm just filled with gratitude for just 
being a part of the Black and Gold and being a New Orleans Saints, having guys around me. Um, I'm just, I'm thankful to be here. I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be, I guess. Next question is from John DeShazer. Ty, I know you said you were excited to join the team initially, but what made you confident that you'd be able to carve out a niche into, into what they do or, or what you're able to do, your, your specific talents? That's just who I am. Uh, I'm confident in myself no matter where I go. Um, you know, I don't mean any arrogance by it. Doesn't matter who I'm playing for, doesn't matter where I'm at, I'm confident in my abilities. And uh, at the end of the day, it's up to the, to the people making the decisions. I'm going to do my very best, and it's up to whatever plans God has for me. And right now, it's right here in this moment, talking to you guys, and we'll see what's in store for me tomorrow. But I'm just confident in my abilities regardless. Next question is from Jeff Duncan. Ty, you've played with some great quarterbacks in your career. Uh, what, what are your early impressions of Drew Brees? Uh, shoot, man. He's got, a, uh, he's got a great aura about him. Um, there's no question as to why he's been as successful as he has and uh, he's been, been in the league for so long um, he has a knack for, for where to put the ball uh, where to throw it, when to throw it. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Throw it, um, seeing the defenses, um, calling the plays, switching the plays up. It doesn't matter. He's a, he's a very special guy. Obviously, um, I believe like probably the most accurate quarterback I keep hearing in his time. So um, it's very special. I've, I've been blessed to play with some really good guys. But uh, Drew Brees is uh, very, very special. Ty Montgomery, his thoughts on Drew Brees as well as his, as his role in the Saints offense. And he said he'd been working mostly with the running backs. That's no surprise. We also know the duality of what my, what Montgomery brings to the team, the fact that he could play the running back position as well as to jump out and play, you know, the wide receiver position to play in the slot to do tough. He a football player. When we picked this kid up, I was familiar with him with his days Green Bay when he was uh, when he went when he left Green Bay. The guy's tough as nails. You know, he has a, a an assassin's mentality to come out and handle the business, to take care of things. He don't shy away. And the moment is not too big for this guy. So he's a young journeyman, been around the block a few times. But listen, this guy is going to be a serious piece, a role player to help the Saints, uh, you know, contend, you know, behind the rest of the starters. So like I was speaking about yesterday, the fact that the Saints starters are so impressive. But what's really impressive is the bench, the guys behind them are really impressive as well. Really good role players, 
really good depth that can do a multitude of different things that can really keep those defensive coordinators guessing. All right, family, we're going to move on to our final interview. And Malcolm Jenkins, we'll hear what Jenkins has to say about his time in camp and the team. Here we go. Offseason, uh, I know you're also do, doing the job with CNN. I don't know if rewarding is the right word because I know it's still a work in progress, but just how meaningful is it to you to, to, to see how much impact and, and how important a role you're playing after you've dedicated so much of your time to that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, where we are right now as a, as a country, as um, a league and uh, peers and players, um, I'm definitely proud of kind of being a part of that initial groundwork, but I'm also um, energized because of how many other people have obviously joined um, kind of this, this movement and, and fight for social justice and demanding that things change significantly uh, and rapidly. And so, um, you know, myself and a lot of other people sacrificed um, a lot to kind of lay that groundwork and it really stood on the shoulders that came before us. And I think we're at a moment right now where, um, you know, we, we can significantly push um, that agenda forward. Malcolm, uh, you, the last time we talked to you, you know, described yourself as a natural introvert. Um, is it something that you, you know, you've had to try to teach yourself or, or encourage yourself or, or learn how to, to, to be an extrovert and, and to be such a, a face of this cause, to be out front so much? Well, I think a lot of it comes with with just understanding my own limits and limitations and capabilities, um, knowing that, you know, a lot of this work um, takes a lot of energy and a lot of outpouring. Um, so I've, I've done a better job where I had to learn how to really take care of myself as well. Um, but also, you know, any any movement has multiple heads and, and, and multiple people doing different things. Anybody or any organization that's led by one person is more than likely a cult. Um, and so I've also had the the um, benefit of being around um, a lot of guys who who spread that work around. So it's not all on my shoulders. We got guys doing phenomenal work all around the country. Um, and so I'm, I'm I'm you know while my face is out there a lot, I'm I'm a member of a larger team of guys that are doing some great work. Next question from Amy Just. Yeah, just following up on that, um, with you being a natural introvert, at one point in your career, did you feel comfortable taking on that leadership role, that vocal leadership role? Uh, well, I mean, in, in the field, it's, it's a lot different than, than in person. Um, so it's a lot easier for me to be a leader and, and vocal uh, on the field. That's where a lot of my personality comes out. Um, and I've been a captain on every team that I've been on uh, since I've started this game. So... Um, that has not been a, a challenge for me, but stepping out more into the public eye and, and, and being kind of a voice uh, in that regard definitely t- took a lot of um, preparation and, and, and really, I think, courage just to, to fight my own battles, to, to unlock, you know, or free my own mind, to, to detach myself from the criticisms that you know, we're just athletes and don't have anything to contribute to the conversation or that we're not the experts. We don't know enough. Um, all of those things, you know, you hear. And it took me a minute to break out of that. But once um, I realized that I'm just as intelligent as all of these other people who, who are in these rooms, that I have something to offer to the social di- the public dialogue, um, it, it made it a lot easier. Next question is from John DeShazer. 
Well, Malcolm, two questions. First, how comfortable are you that it seems like that leadership role has, if not overtaken, certainly caught up to the, the assets you provide to a football team? What do you mean? It, it, you know, your social justice work seems to be at, you know, almost overshadowing your football career. You've had a pretty solid football career. Yeah, I mean, if, if people know me more for what I do off the field than on the field, I think that's a win for my life. <laughs> uh, I'm much more concerned that the, the impact I have in this world than I, than I am um, with the, the impact I have on the field. While um, the impact I have on the field is very important to me and it's what I love to do. I love this game and love playing it. Um, I'm actually very okay with me being known more for um, my con contributions to society than to the game. And second, the rejoin with the Saints on the field. You've, you've been with the team on the field now for several weeks now. How has that been what you thought it would be in terms of the talent you felt like you play with uh, and the, the, the role you would play with that talent? I mean, honestly, you know, stepping back into, you know, the Saints facility, the organization has been very nostalgic for me, obviously being, you know, the place that I started at. But, um, you know, this is probably the most talented team I've, I've been a part of um since the 2017 you know eagles team and you know i told everybody when i stepped in it was very apparent very early i'm like i don't understand how you guys haven't won a super bowl in the last three seasons um there's just that much um talent you know on the roster and so uh as a leader it's just looking at like well how do we not mess this up how do we continue to keep guys engaged and motivated and constantly striving to compete and improve um and and grow and i think that's the 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 largest part is how do we get over that hump? Um, and I know that's one of the roles that, that I was brought here to, to um, you know, produce. So that's, that's really what I'm focused on now. A very excellent answer to that last question by safety, veteran safety, Malcolm Jenkins, man. You know, he actually posed the question and then answered the question all in the same motion. And that was as talented as the Saints are. How were you guys able to win a Super Bowl in the last three years? Well, then answered the question that he's here to solve that, to remedy that. He's here to remedy that, and he will do just that. So it's good to see Malcolm Jenkins, man, in mind and body, in the right place, and ready to contribute, man, to the, to the, to the Saints, man, because we most certainly need his contribution on the field. So I'd like to thank all the beautiful Black and Gold family members for chiming in the live stream. Who that to you? Uh, Crass, Uncle Paulie, Byron, and the rest of the family members chiming in. Did I get an opportunity to address Joe Gidry? Who that to you, Joe? Joe, good to see you, John Thompson. I see you, fam, and the rest of the family members chiming in. Please feel free to smash upon the like button. Very excellent, man. Very excellent. Really solid interviews today. Coach Payton started it off, answered a lot of questions. Ty Montgomery, for those who probably didn't hear Ty Montgomery before his thoughts on it very workmanlike mentality with ty montgomery and a serious piece to everything that'll be going on with this team to be quite honest with your family i'm gonna keep it real with you he's very important because he will be the insurance policy in case something happens to elvin and he also will provide that that alternative back that can be out there with elvin if you need to move elvin to the slot or you could play montgomery back there to run. i mean it gives you so many different looks that you can give as an offensive coordinator so i like this stuff malcolm jenkins as well man i like how he's talking he spoke about the fact that he was also uh you know his relationship with drew Brees has gotten stronger 
because of everything. And might I add, a lot of these people back in the days, man, you know, when all the stuff happened with Drew, thought that that would destroy him. Thank you, Crass. Appreciate your super chat, my friend. Thank you for your super chat, bro. Thank you very much. Most um, uh, most high, I thank you by the hands of the most high. Thank you. This is the funny thing about the whole situation dealing with, with uh, Malcolm Jenkins, man. We know Jenkins is here. I'm glad he decided to stay. He'd focus on doing what he's supposed to do in a very serious way. And uh, that's a part of it, man. We really need his contribution on the field, man. Really, we do. Malcolm Jenkins, as as, as well as uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Ty Montgomery, man, these guys are going to be serious, serious members here that we we really going to need their contributions for. So in this episode, I'd like to thank all the beautiful black and gold family members chiming in this one. In the sports coma, TSC 160. Who that to you, Derek? I see your family. Who that to you? Uh, Ramsey as well. Who that to you, Ramsey as well? I had a question I wanted to get in before I start hitting into things. Donald, Donald Woods. What up, Donald? Who that to you, bro? I, I see you in the chat, bro. I think he says, uh, uh, what's your thoughts on Malcolm Jenkins on his training camp and his interview? Ty Montgomery is having a great training camp. Mike almost had a fight with Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Marcus Williams. Yeah, get a little fist. Get a little tense in there. You know, these guys have been waiting to get an opportunity to get on the field and make some stuff happen. And they're finally able to do it. So you're going to see a little anxious, you know, a little, you know, a little anxiousness, a little tension there, you know, but, you know, it's just a competitor in these guys here. So I don't take much out of that with the with the Mike Thomas and the, and the CD uh, Deuce along with Marcus Williams, you know, maybe CD Deuce, you know, it's a little bit of aggressive, but Marcus, he wouldn't hurt a fly. He wouldn't bust a grape at a fruit fight. <laughs> uh, Malcolm's LK, he says, Malcolm, I think Malcolm Jenkins has been having a pretty workman veteran-like camp. You know what I'm saying? He's been what we anticipated he was to be, period. You know, and I, and I can respect that. As far as Ty Montgomery, the same deal. What you're going to get from those guys, despite a lot of people, Uncle Paul, they don't like him. He called him Motor Mouth Jenkins. <laughs> But he sees himself as an activist. He sees himself as somebody that's trying to use his platform to impact change. And that's and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, of course, you're going to learn how to it's a balance to it. You're going to have to learn how to balance that to what you're doing so that it doesn't cause a disconnect on your team. So he's got to do that. He's got to be mindful of that. But as far as Montgomery or Jenkins, these guys both, man. Both of these guys are workmen-like guys. They're terrific. They're constant professionals, and I'm just—we're just fortunate to have these men on the team. So, thank you for that question, that Donald. Appreciate you. All right, let's keep it going. Shandon, I see you, fan. Shandon, roll who that to you? JT says with Ti with uh, Ty, the all—they uh, also don't have to overplay Deontay Harris or Kamara. That's true, and that's something. Hopefully, he didn't have to overplay Kamara last year. He had Latavius Murray there and Dwayne Washington. Whether you trust them or not, you still got to be able to give them the ball. You know what I'm saying? You can't just overwork Kamara like you did last year and pretend like if I don't have Kamara out here, I don't have nothing. That's foolhardy. And and, uh, shame on him. I'm still kind of upset about that, how he handled that Elvin Kamara situation last year. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, we'll get into some of the news and notes. The next thing we'll cover, family, I get ready to share my screen with you guys, and we'll go over the day day three um, observations here, and we'll cover it all, man. Then I'll come back to your chat, 
and exhaust the chat before the end of the show. So without further ado, we'll move into uh, the next one, which is on the screen with you guys, and we'll get into it. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. With day three observations, defense picks off Drew Brees twice. Some of the rest, some rest for the veterans. Now in this one, you see that uh, the Saints return to full pads on the third day. They'll do the same thing tomorrow as well, just to let you guys know. Practicing on the outdoor fields at Ashton Sport, uh, Performance Sports uh, Complex in Metairie, the temperatures felt like 93 degrees at 9 a.m. It's hot. Humidity's up. Practice listed lasted at least uh, a little longer on Thursday with the Saints being allowed to increase the practice uh, from what it was yesterday, which is about 90 minutes to an hour and 45 minutes. That slowly ratcheted up process. Thursday observations, uh, participation. We'll highlight them here. All right, offensive lineman Andrews Pete, who's uh, dealing with that thumb issue. He's out. Linebacker Chiquillo uh, weren't practicing for the third straight day, while defensive tackle Shy Tuttle missed practice on Thursday for the first absence of camp. Tight end Josh Hill was present but was not participating, instead working on the side to seem seemingly make up for lost time while he was dealing with an unspecified tweak, probably a hammy. Linebacker Kiko Alonzo was also spotted working on some rehab-type things to the side during the later portions of practice. He's still on the physically unable to perform list as he continues to recover from that torn ACL. Okay, now coming into the offensive reps, St. Center Eric McCoy took snaps once again at the center position for the third straight day while the rookie, Cesar Ruiz, continued working at right guard. Saints coach Sean Payton says earlier this week that McCoy and Ruiz will rotate every two to three days, so expect a possible change on Friday's practice. That's what I'm looking forward to, you know, and that that's what I'm looking forward to, to see that because, you know, when you switch to a new center, you're going to have that center to quarterback exchange situation where you're going to have to kind of work on that cadence. You got to work on that rhythm, you know, and remember the, uh, when McCoy was there, there was fumbles and stuff with Drew, but, you know, after a week or so, they got it together as Drew and him went off to the side, and then they just worked on it, uh, uh, you know, and Drew got them together. I expect him to do the same thing with Ruiz. I'm really looking forward to see what Ruiz will do at the center position because, listen, to keep that rotation like that don't make any sense to me because uh, that's just it, – it's a whole nother show. With Pete absent from his, with his broken thumb, Nick Easton again took those first-team reps at left guard. At tackle, it appeared to be a load management day for Armstead and Ramchek as both Ethan Greenwich and James Hurst work with the ones. Good to see Hurst in there working. Peyton said the coaching staff talks uh, the night before about which players to give load management to uh, the day before, saying there are certain players they're a little bit more mindful of, whether they're coming of an injury or whether it's something more of experience or age-related. Greenwich. On the other hand, on the Saints 53-man roster, he was on that the entire season last year. 
Ethan Greenwich. They're really big on this guy. Signing with the team as an undrafted free agent out of FCS, uh, Vanilla Nova. However, he was healthy and active for all but two games last season and didn't record a snap in either one of those contests. Hurst is a seven-year veteran who came to New Orleans after a stint with Baltimore after he was leaved this offseason one month after it was announced that he was suspended for the first four games for cheating. That's right, uh, due to a violation of taking performing enhancing drugs. So they suspended his ass for a month. We'll have to deal with him uh, for that time frame. And let's shift focus on the defense now. Defense won today's, uh, today's day at camp. The Saints defense won a day after several defenders made some big plays. Of course, you all know about the two interceptions they got off of Drew today. Let's get into it. In the first two sessions, Drew Brees tried connecting with wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, but was thwarted by Marcus Williams, who came up with the interception. That's good, Marcus. Now work on your tackling. That's positive. A lot of positive things. I like what he's doing. Soon after that, in came Jameis Winston, who launched a deep ball approximately 40 yards toward wide receiver Austin Carr, but cornerback Justin Hardy battered the ball down. How about that? Hardy getting involved. For what it's worth, the offense wanted pass interference called on the play. <laughs> uh, and then quarterback Taysom Hill came in shortly thereafter. Defensive end Trey Henderson broke free and sacked Hill. Not a real sack. This is practice. When Breeze came back in a few plays later, he threw another pick, and it wasn't immediately clear which uh, receiver Breeze was intending to throw to, but linebacker Alex Anzalone snagged Breeze pass from the middle of the field with no one else around him. So was, I don't know what Drew was looking at. He was looking at ghosts, and Alex got one out of him. So, you know. But anyway, uh, let me see if I can. All right. And then, of course, with the big offensive plays, not everyone was centered on defense during the one-on-one drills and practice. Wide receiver Michael Thomas showed off why he's the best in the league. One on uh, one attempt with Winston, Thomas created at least five feet separation between him and cornerback Janoris Jack Rabbit Jenkins to come up with an easy catch. He made a move on him, man, and that's the thing about Mike. He knows how to separate without having to push your ass. You know, he knows how to get away from you to make it. And he did it to Janoris, Janoris Jenkins. Jenkins couldn't do nothing but just kind of run free, you know, you just just to let him go. Uh, but that was really good. And then also he had one reception with Breeze when the cornerback Marshawn Lattimore was defending him as well. Also in the one-on-one, Breeze aired out a beautiful deep pass to Carr, who's in ten- who extended his arms to come up with the catch with cornerback Keith Washington in coverage. Here it is right here. Our favorite Austin Carr, of course. Austin Carr burns the rookie at camp, Keith Washington Jr., as you can see right there. Over the shoulder, bam, he got a, He had to reach out for a little bit, but he got the rookie together in the one-on-one drills. And as you can see, Jameis Winston, let's see if we can play this one. Get that go Mike right there, kind of leaning away to get up under the ball, keeping his balance and doing his thing. And Mike, that's what make Mike one of the best. And, of course, running back Latavius Murray got into action today. Good to see Latavius. Hadn't heard anything from him. And got into uh, in and on the action during team drills, taking advantage of two large holes in the offensive line to break free on multiple plays. Good to see Latavius getting involved and then getting a little chippy. Today, the second day of practice, Breeze there one out to Thomas, but the pass fell incomplete, but it appeared that Marcus Williams ran into Thomas, and several defensive backs started chirping at Thomas, including Swearinger and the artist formerly known as Chauncey Gardner Johnson, C.D. Deuce. And, of course, tomorrow, for Friday's practice, the Saints are back with the fourth with their fourth full practice uh, pad practice on tomorrow. So that'll be interesting as well. Let's move on to the next story here, covered by Saints Wire. Report the Saints contract talks with Elvin Kamara have begun 
And that's something we're looking at. We'll see if they can maybe perhaps get a deal done with Elvin Kamara before the season starts. Maybe, maybe do, maybe not. Let's look at it. Money isn't really on Kamara's mind right now. The New Orleans Saints running back said early in training camp that he's not worried about his contract situation. That despite him entering the final year of his rookie deal with the possible franchise tag looming in 2021, it makes sense for Kamara who has a lot to prove after his hobble 2019 season in which his performance slumped following an early season knee injury. He's kicking any questions about his contract upstairs where agent and Saints management may or may not be hashing things out. For his part, General Manager Mickey Mouse Loomis shot down any questions about this earlier this month, but Kamara addressed the situation himself back on August the 10th, making his stance on the subject very clear. Me and my agent talked briefly about it, and I said, don't tell me anything about the contract until it's like, you know, it's like something where it's happening or if something's happening, I need to know. Other than that, I'll, I'm like, I'll, you know, other than that, like if I'm my, my own agent, then I have to, you know, everything, tell you guys everything about the contract, but I'm not. I don't talk about upstairs, about contracts. I don't talk to coaches about contracts. I'm just here to do my job. I like that mentality. But that doesn't mean nothing is happening, according to uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, the Saints have finally gotten the ball rolling with Kamara, though it doesn't appear anyone is ready to put pens to paper just yet. They're going to be just kind of hashing out years and money, see what goes on. Now, according to the report, he says Kamara and New Orleans Saints have begun contract negotiations. Fowler said on ESPN, now there's nothing imminent, but the team has made it clear with their proposal that they value him and they know he played hurt last year and they believe that he is elite. He represents over 70% of the Saints' offense. You know, I mean, you can't get more elite, you know, any more elite than that unless you're the quarterback, you know, but he does pretty much everything. And when he's healthy, he is incredibly unstoppable. Now, going back to the article, Fowler was careful to, to, to kind of couch his report by saying sides are not close to a deal. It just means that the team has put an offer on the table and now are in wait and see mode to see what goes on. But things could develop in a hurry. Fowler also pointed out that three big name running backs are in talks with their teams. Delvin Cook, who just broke off his talks, his talks by the way, with the Vikings the last I checked. Joe Mixon, who wants a deal. And Kamara and the Saints is a bit of rare to see who signs first. The new contract extensions for superstar back Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry have already been signed early this year, raising the cost of players at the position across the board. If the Saints put this deal off much longer, Kamara's market value will only increase because he will have a tremendous season this year. And we already know, or we recognize what the, the ceiling is versus the floor. The ceiling is, and, and I agree on this, the ceiling is Christian McCaffrey's contract. The floor is uh, the big back. What's his name? Uh, um, uh, what's his Derrick Henry. There you go. So you got Christian and the ceiling, and you got Derrick Henry as the floor. Somewhere in between is Elvin Kamara. So we'll see what it looks like between now. But I'm thinking that something could be done before the Saints uh, preseason, uh, the regular season matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It would be so nice to get him this money. That way, going into that game against Tampa, he'll be super happy and motivated, to, you know, because of his new contract. So we got, we, we'll have uh, Mike Thomas locked down. We'll get Kamara his money. You're probably looking at a three or four year deal here. But this guy represents 78% of the offense. It was early on thoughts about him being traded, but you got to look at it. When the, when the draft passed and the Saints realized, listen, it's hard to replace a guy like Elvin Kamara. 
It really is. And this guy is a special fit here. And you might as well pay this guy as opposed to try to loop him around and play with his money. He earned it. Get a man his money, man. Bottom line. Let's go to the next thing here. It's uh, hold on here. Let me see if I can get this to go away, family. Give me just a second. Uh, Tino Ellis, man, this is coming from our good friends, Bob Rose over at the Saints News Network. He wrote an article about Tino Ellis. That's right. Tino Ellis was released and this was corresponding uh, with what happened with the Saints signing of the backup tight end, Ethan Wolf. The corresponding move was to release Tino Ellis, uh, who was the one of the undrafted guys that were picked up by the team from Ellis is from Maryland. So, you know, you see Keith Washington Jr., who just got smoked by Austin Carr. Tino Ellis was released off the team to make room for Wolf. Moving to the next article, Saints coaches talk up Marcus Davenport. He's really turned the corner. Now, a lot of this article comes via of uh, the interview that Ryan Nielsen did when he talked about, they asked him about Davenport's development and where he was. So a lot of this information comes from there. So a lot of the family members that heard the Ryan Nielsen interview heard him talking up the defense and in, in, in his topics or uh, some of his topics or his, his comments about uh, Marcus Davenport's production and cam working with him. So let's get into the article for those who might not be aware of it. There are hopes for Marcus Davenport in 2020, but the saints defensive end might have loftier expectations for himself than what anyone could project on him. He wants to outplay cam Jordan, you know, which is big. While his coaches agree there's a lot of hope for, they're they're encouraged by the work Davenport has put in to chase that goal. You're seeing a bigger, stronger, but still athletic player out there, said Nilsom, who's the defensive line coach. Nilsom clarified Davenport has gotten his weight up to 280, a 15-pound gain from his rookie year, and that Davenport's six foot six frame carries it well. So he's gotten heavier. He's also, I've heard that he's gotten stronger. We know he's already fast, but the other part of it is how is his technique? And Ryan Nilsom is one of the best in the business at getting that technique together. He really refined Cam Jordan's technique, helped him with his technique, made, had got, made him a lot more technical. And he did the same thing with most of those guys that were with Sheldon Rankins, David Onyemata, Shy Tuttle. Uh, all these guys. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's easy to lose sleep when you're worried about your health insurance plan. But when you have a family counting on you to take care of them, having the right coverage is more important than ever. Anthem HealthKeepers plans can help. With low to no cost coverage for you and your family. So you never go it alone. That's our Anthem. Click to learn more benefited from having Nilsom here. Nilsom continues to, he says uh, he's able to do some things, striking blocks and holding the point and edge in the running game, create some, uh, some knockback and some more power in his pass rush with that weight and keeping his athleticism. There's where he really is turning the corner of, of like, he says, I really, he said, turn the corner of like, I really can do the things that I 
that they're asking me to do. That's what Davenport saying. Davenport took a big step forward in 2019, ranking second best on the team in sacks. He had six quarterback hits with 16 while leading the Saints defensive line and forced fumbles with three. He can rebound. If he can rebound from that season ending injury and progress even further as he and his coaches expect him to, there's no telling how great he can be. He does have the potential, but the injuries is a major part of it. Sean Payton was pleased by how Davenport started the summer, especially considering how much time he had to spend in the trainer's room recovering from surgery last year. He says, I like how he's put how he's put together right now. His weight's up. I think his strength is up. Peyton said in his media conference call after practice so far so good in this camp. I think he certainly understands the defense now and putting practice together like he's doing and working on his technique. He's going to, to it's going to have him back out there. So Marcus Davenport being talked out by Ryan Nielsen, the defensive line coach and head coach Sean Payton about his development. Perhaps the Saints feel like with their seeing of Davenport, they don't have to approach or get somebody like Everson Griffin. Maybe they're saying that, well, he, you know, he's gotten tougher to be able to withstand. Uh, the defense's body is, is stronger now to be able to deal with the rigors of that tough NFL season as it wasn't before. You know, asshole, you know, getting that weight gain. Because most people say, okay, if Davenport sat at 260 last year, you know, and he moves up 270, that should be fine. But they want him at 280 with that 6'6 mark because they don't want him just to be a guy firing off the edge. If he's talking about chasing Cam and being better than Cam, Cam plays the pass. He, he's a pass rusher and he plays the run really well. Both of them, he's a balanced defensive end. If you haven't heard the sports coma, this is what you're missing. Check out the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. Remington Tax Solutions is a company that together with their partners provide virtual tax consultation and preparation for individuals, small business and nonprofit. They also provide notary and a host of other business related services for their clients. Their associates provide a systematic yet very client centered approach to their services. They offer the industry knowledge and insight site to help solve your most complex tax issues. At Remington, their currency is time, the one resource that cannot be replenished. For that reason, they utilize the simplest and most effective forms of technology to make their services faster and more efficient. No need to wait in the office until your taxes are completed. Simply upload your documents via the Taxes to Go app or via their client portal and they'll take care of the rest. Remington Tax Solutions is a member of the National Association of Tax Professionals and participates in the IRS annual filing season program, which is a voluntary tax education program to stay abreast of the ongoing changes in tax legislation. Remedy Tax Solutions has a strong connection to the communities in which they serve. It is a part of their mission to make a positive impact on the lives of their neighbors. So if you're looking for a reliable, effective, and trustworthy tax preparation service, Remington Tax Solutions is the business for you. Contact Remington Tax Services at their number, 682-307-4410, or simply go to RemingtonTax.com. That's RemingtonTax.com. Remington Tax Service, virtual tax preparation for the individual. It's HomeBistro.com. Freshly prepared, home-delivered, restaurant-quality gourmet meals delivered straight to your home. Choose from over 50-plus gourmet meal options cooked by world-class chefs and delivered frozen ready to eat within minutes and no commit welcome to the one shop gourmet food delivery specializing affordable options to eat 
right and feel great. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Every ingredient is handpicked to the highest standard. And why you should buy from HomeBistro.com? Restaurant quality made with natural ingredients delivered right to your door. Overnight shopping is available. Diabetic, paleo, heart health, and vegetarian options to eat during business since 1999. Courteous, knowledgeable, and professional support. Complete PCI-compliant SSL security ordering and great meals. Choose from some of my favorite dishes. The Mediterranean chicken with orange honey sauce, the charbroiled chicken romesco, or the grilled chicken breast with sweet and spicy vegetables. No matter what you choose, you can't lose with HomeBistro.com. Eat great, feel good, and save some money with HomeBistro.com. Hit the link in the description section below for more information. Saints and Pelicans fan, so the only podcast I can get my fix is the Sports Coma with Big Q. The guy's intense, funny, and they always keep it real. Check out the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. The Who That Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, the Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Fan, check out Ring Kings Boxing only on the PRO Media Network. Follow the Sports Home on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. order for you to get that edge rusher title off of there which is the guy that means he pretty much he's a, he's a better edge rusher than anything else because that's what he's known by as opposed to a balanced defensive end that can do both equally well that 280 is pretty good you know and, and hopefully that added weight in his working out this past season will help him kind of deal with not being injured you know hopefully that'll that'll play a part in it and also some picks from training camp for some of the family members that might have not seen. We got about 70-something pictures from training camp. You can see this is a wide receiver group here to the far right. You see LaJordan Humphrey, Mike Thomas in front of him. Behind him is Deontay Harris. Uh, that's Benny Fowler split far left there. And then, of course, you see guys like uh, Jawan Johnson, who was uh, in the back, the big guy there, and a few other people. So, uh, there are some of the wide receivers there in the wide receiver group led by Mike Thomas. And you can see right here, that's Butler catching Emmanuel Butler, catching the pass over uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson right there in practice. And, of course, you see right here Deontay Harris running around <laughs> as he's beating. That's Patrick Robinson he's running away from. And of course, you see Austin Carr smoking the rookie right there. We just showed you some of that footage there. With the catch, and then of course that's some more of the catch, and the incomplete pass there to Traquan Smith with both Hardy and Laddie Daddy saying incomplete. You see Fowler right there running away from Badamosi, and let's keep it going. Just see some of the pitches from the guys. The cap that's Fowler again, uh, using the stiff arm to keep Badamosi away from him. And look like that's Traquan Smith making a difficult catch with a guy 
uh, all over him. Can't tell who the guy is. And then there's Marquez Calloway having a conversation with Drew Brees, the young rookie, having a conversation with Drew while Mike Thomas looks on in the back. It looked like he's trying to lift, get him to lift up his head and you know, look at young buck. You got to do this and do that. Oh, Drew talking to everybody. That's Deontay smoking. I can't tell who that guy is. That's, that's Washington again. Washington just getting his issue. LeJard Humphrey right there running past Badamosi, always in the trail position. And that is the catch right there. So that's Mike Thomas making that really tough catch over uh, Jack Rabbit. Carr and, and Justin Hardy. So it's good to see some of these guys. That's Carr again right there as he beaten Hardy. That's Traquan Smith right there with Patrick Robinson in pursuit. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Laddie Daddy. That's Sanders and Laddie Daddy again. And that's more pitches from the receiving core. Deontay Harris, Benny Fowler, Darius Callaway, the third guy. Then the big guys, Jawan Johnson there. And then you see to the right there is the Jordan Humphrey. And this is this is Davenport. I can see I can't see his number, but I could tell this guy, this is Davenport. And that's Cam right there. All right, that's 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 uh Swearinger here. That's Badamosi. I can't tell who this that's PJ. That's PJ Williams right there. Right there as they dapping each other off. And that's that goes Zach Bowen wearing Ricky uh Jackson's number, looking at the team, looking at the offense, running the drills. And that's Ellis. Caden Ellis. I haven't heard much from Caden, but good to see him in pictures. Right here, they got a few shots of him right there. Alex Anzalone right there. I don't know. Can you tell if those shoulder pads bigger than the ones he usually wear, family? Can you tell? <laughs> Do they look bigger? I don't know. I don't really look like they the same thing, Alex. They may just be practice shoulder pads. They ain't hitting on. They ain't actually physically uh, uh, making contact, so he don't need to put the, the big ones on. They go Demario Davis right there as well. As he talking to number 42. So a few pictures here, family. Alex Anzalone, once again. That's the Mario. And that is, uh, I can't tell who that is. I can't tell who that is. Oh, that's Bradham. Nigel Bradham. Okay. Uh, they, there's no pictures on these. There's no name on these pictures, so I'm doing my best guess. But I could tell, I took a good look at it. Yeah, that's Nigel Bradham, number 53. Alex Anzalone with Bowen there, looking at the linebackers. Number 50, that is Dowell, for people who don't know, Andrew Dowell, the other undrafted guy from Michigan State, not named Joe Beshi. Um, 42 is uh, Hanson. That's Hanson right there, the safety, Chris Hanson. Uh, Hunt, that's Marcus Hunt, big Marcus Hunt there, working with the with the bag, and you got as uh, Cam Jordan right there. That's Trey Hendrickson, and of course we know that's Hanson. Mario Edwards Jr. right there on the move. That's J.T. Gray, and then of course the defensive line, entire defensive line. That's Malcolm Brown, Sheldon Rankins, uh, um, uh, Onyemata is here. And then you see over here, that's 96. I can't tell who that is right here. Uh, 96 is, uh, I forgot who 96 is. And then this Myro Edwards Jr. right there. I'm going to have to get back into my thing. I remember most of these guys' numbers. Of course, that's Malcolm talking to uh, Saquon Hampton, who's number 33. That's Laddie Daddy, Malcolm Jenkins, and JT Gray. 
uh, JT Gray and uh, Jenkins behind him. Of course, the defensive line practicing, doing some drills right there as a unit. Really interesting to see the guys go there. There's Sheldon Rankins with Onyemata. He's holding the, the bag for Onyemata and the rest of the teammates. A little action right there. I can't tell who these men are right here. None of them. That's Granderson. Granderson, uh, Carl Granderson right there. As a matter of fact, these I think all these are Granderson. Yeah, that's Granderson there. That's I think this is Granderson. Yeah, this is Granderson too. I can't tell who this just gentleman is, but and of course that's Sheldon Rankins right there, but Onyemata, and then the rest of the defensive linemen working out Onyemata right there with Sheldon doing drills. Malcolm Brown, right there. Number seventy six is uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, that's Sheldon Rankins. So it's good to see some of these guys practice. You know, Sheldon was a guy that was down. It's good to see him get back. That's Jawan Johnson. Giving it to the rookie right there. <laughs> Everybody just smoked him. That's Big Brown, Big Malcolm running around out there. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov careers slash USBP. There's uh, 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 Jameis with the, drawing the ball there. And there's him delivering his delivery, showing him his delivery. Good shot there. That is Traquan Smith making a grab right there. How about that? Traquan making the catch. That's Austin Carr again. That's Drew drawing it up top there. Carr smoking Batamosi. And that's, and look like that's a drop by Traquan Smith. Is that? Yeah, I think that's Traquan dropping it. No, that's Juwan Johnson dropping it there. And, of course, you see Jameis giving a high five to Fowler. And that's a catch right there, number 18 there. And then C.D. Deuce is in coverage. And then Mike Thomas there in the final picture is showing you the bullish offensive line uh, pushing the sled. So uh, that's just a few picks, family, I wanted to show y'all. Saints cap, man. Uh, you know, show y'all from Saints cap. See, the guys are working, man. They're in there working. They're ready to put some stuff together. So that's real good work to see those guys doing what they do. Tyler, thank you, Tyler. Tyler. Turn, turnip seed, just subscribe. Thank you, Tyler. Who that to you? Tyler, turnip seed. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you for subscribing, family. Thank you for joining us. If all those out there who haven't hit the like button, please hit the like button. If you're a subscriber, feel free to subscribe as well. 
uh, hit the notification bell and keep it going on as I go into the chat to see uh, what's going on with the family members. Now, John says, due to the fact receiver playbook is different than most in the league. Uh, Crash says, I saw Benny Fowler shake concerns out of their shoes today. Those guys run good routes. All right. All right. Crash says, I think he is a legit shot at making a team. All right, let's keep going on. Byron says, uh, Breeze and Sanders told Fowler, be here since all of them work out in Denver. That's right. He was a major reason why Fowler is on the team. It was Drew Brees says, make this happen. All right, John says, who threw the deep TD to Mike Thomas today? Looks like he beat the Jackrabbit. I want to say that was uh, Jameis Winston that delivered that throw to him in, in, the, in that play. Uh, Byron says, uh, yeah, he watching camp. Paul says, Drew Brees still has uh, – a lot has not learned when he tried to force a pass. It gets picked off. It's still, you know, like I said, even the even the best still struggle, and he has to gain a rhythm too. He hadn't played competitive football since the loss to Minnesota. So, you know, even though they've been track uh, practicing, you know, it's still they still got to get that rhythm together. You know, we might have some of the same people here, but you don't think, but think for a second that Coach Payton is going to eventually add a few nuances to the offense because he has to. You have all these new personnel like Ty Montgomery and Benny Fowler. You have talent that was here that wasn't here last year. Benny Fowler is better than the third string back you had last year. Thus, with his skill set, deserves to be placed on the team. Wide receiver uh, Benny Fowler is another dude who you can bring on the team who has speed, who could take it deep, who could play inside and out. So, And he's a guy that has a Super Bowl rank. He's a journeyman, been here for five or six years or so, seven years. And he's a guy that can actually, you know, do some positive things as well. So uh, Paul, uh, Paul says Breeze is six feet, not six feet five in height. Don't know that makes a difference in his past trajectory on routes. I mean, he's been throwing between lanes for the longest. I mean, he, he is a six feet guy and most of the linemen's average was six, three, six, four. And he's still able to get the ball downfield. He's the league's number one passer. So, I got to give credit to Drew. He knows what to, what to do. You know what I'm saying? He knows how to do. But he just needs a little bit more practice to get on par, to get on the same page with the rest of those men. I think he'll be fine. Um, okay, let's keep it going. Uncle Paul says, hey, Q, what happened to Darth Vader face mask on the new helmets? Oh, the, the that's optional. The um, that, that piece that read, the, they call it the face guard or whatever it is, the mouth guard that goes at the base of the helmet. That's optional. That's not a mandatory rule forcing those guys to wear that, you know, and that and that's something that the league couldn't get in to the contract when they were negotiating with the players because they could have threw that in there. But that is that's optional. That's not mandatory for them to do that, for them to put that mouth guard on that Oakley mouth guard on. A lot of people say because it's uh, it's uncomfortable, you know, it's uncomfortable. They have to breathe through it and they're out there running around and. You're doing all this kind of stuff. And and I understand it's another layer of protection. But if you're testing these guys, listen to me, if you're testing these guys and they're testing, if they're testing and they don't have it, you know, and the guys that's across the way are testing and they don't have it, then, you know, you might want to think about that. But then again, people say, OK, well, it's an athlete protection. So you'll see some players probably use it and some people that won't. But it's not mandatory as of now that they have to wear that mouth guard just to let you know. 
Okay, Mark, uh, uh, what's that? Marcos? Marcos. Okay, Marcos, good to see you, family. Thank you for joining us, man. He says, they say PJ looking good in practice. PJ has been having some pretty decent practice, but that's really pretty much what PJ does, bro, if you think about it. PJ will look really good in practice, and then, you know, you want to see what he looks like when the game time comes, but he has been looking comfortable. And the truth be told, bro, PJ should be one of the most comfortable players out there. He's been in the system for over four years now. He's He knows Dennis Allen's system. He should know it. And he's been here. He had not, but the pressure's not on PJ Williams anymore. Nobody's anticipating PJ to be anything more than what he is. We, all, we already know that he ain't going to all of a sudden turn into Deion Sanders. We know PJ Williams is pretty much what he is. He's a guy that's only good as a third or you know a third or fourth cornerback. I wouldn't even put him as a cornerback, not even as a fourth one, to be honest with you. But his resurgence, the fact that maybe the Saints recognizing him as a safety, gives him a new life because that skill set fits P.J. better than a cornerback do. You know, P.J. would be an excellent safety. I've been saying that. He loves to tackle. He could play from back then. He looked really good in, that, in the last month of the season last year when he was filling in for when when Von Bell and both um, Marcus Williams got hurt and P.J. and Chauncey Gardner were playing safety, those two looked really well back there, especially P.J., who said he hadn't played safety since he was in high school. But I was like, man, this guy's a safety. They like his size and say, well, he's, he is physical. He can catch, but he can't cover. And he can't cover because he has laps in, in, in conscious. I'm not conscious. He got laps in, in – in, um, and intelligence sometimes not saying he's stupid but sometimes he he has a focus issues like you need to focus you know you can see the games when he's focused versus the games when he's not focused or in the same game you can see him make a play that a pj williams ain't supposed to make and then the next play you say okay he back you know so how could it be so how can he bounce between extremities like that how can he go from hot to cold like that you know but that is what pj williams is that is what his his career is. Uh, he's that type of player. But hopefully they can discover new life with P.J. by giving him the safety role, which I've been saying that for years. I say this man is a safety. I don't know what y'all looking at, but this man is a safety. He's not a cornerback. He's showing you constantly over and over again that he's not a cornerback. Now, I don't know how he's on this team. He's still playing in the NFL and Ken Crawley keep looking for jobs. Because cornerback-wise, Crawley is a better cornerback, in my opinion, than P.J. Williams. P.J. Williams cannot cover nobody. Just It's just not it's not his skill set, even though they try to make it. But P.J. is a safety, in my opinion. You need to keep him away from the cornerback position. At least double up on the six feet. I'm just saying, man, he's just terrible. When it, when it, just too many lapses, mental lapses. Derek says, we need some of these cornerbacks after Jack Rabbit to step up or we need to pick one up in the free agency list. Johnson, Battamosi, Justin Hardy. Uh, you have Keith Washington Jr. Remember, they released Tino Ellis for the backup tight end. So you've gotten rid of two tight ends, right? You cut two. You got rid of uh, Dietrich Nichols, who ended up going to the Dolphins. The XFL cornerback, you cut him off the team, right? Then, of course, now you release, you got even thinner at the position by getting rid of Ellis for a, a developmental tight end. You know, there couldn't have been nowhere else you wanted to go to get rid of a player. I mean, is Dowell even, you know, which would have been, I would have released Dowell before I released Tino Ellis because I know in the back end of that secondary, I don't want too much touch what I got going on. Now you got rid of Ellis and this other character, uh, Dietrich Nichols, before really seeing what they could do. 
And then you would say, okay, we, we gained the cornerback by pulling Johnson Batamosi, who was on the physically unda- unable to perform list, the pup list. He's on there. But if you look at footage of Batamosi, Batamosi's hands-on. He's two hands-on. He's hands-on beyond the five-yard barrier. He's hands-on with the guy getting trying to catch the ball, and he's not looking at the ball. He got his hands on the guy. You know, his skill his skill set, battle most, I know he's been in the league for like six or seven years, but he his his skill his 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 uh his skill set is he he's flawed, man. He's very flawed. And I know they like him because Battlemost is a big cornerback. You know, he's a big physical cornerback, but what good is a being a big physical cornerback if all you do is you violate the fundamental uh, rules and regulations? How are you supposed to play? You're supposed to always look back. He has issues looking back for the ball, too. He's not as bad as Ken Crawley was, but he has issues looking. I'm, in, in other words, I'm not confident about none of these guys behind the artist formula known as Chauncey Garner Johnson. I'm not confident about none of the guys behind the artist formerly known as Chauncey Garner Johnson. I'm going to keep it real with you. Uh, it's just what it is. And they should go out, and I agree with you. I, Derek, I agree with you, my brother. They should go out and find a veteran cornerback to put in this group because this is Justin Hardy. Is a, I'm not confident in Justin Hardy. On special teams, yes, but as a cornerback, no. He just I've seen his development go up because he was working with Laddie Daddy. And then last year, it's almost like he hit a plateau, and then he just leveled out. I'm like, man, I don't know about him, man. You know, he used to be a wide receiver and all that, and he has good size. But what good is that when your technique is bad? You know what I'm saying? And if they put you in the game, they the guys spin you around like a top. You know, you need to find somebody that has that's a little bit more skillful, that has it together better. And there's several people out there in the free agency cycle right now that you can go and get right now that are three to two, three to four times better than any cornerback underneath Chauncey Gardner Johnson, aka CD Deuce, CD Deuce or whatever his name is. To keep it real with you, you go and talk to Talib. Talib would be a perfect cornerback on this team. Not only would Talib come here and try to compete for that third spot, but he's a good insurance policy if something happens. And plus the fact that he's a guy that has been in the big games, been in the big spotlights, he could touch teach those cornerbacks there. As well, like, you know, any additional guy like that would be a plus and a bonus. Plus, he won't cost you a lot of money to get. So I'm just saying, man, and that could still be on the cards because I'm saying as they peel away the layers, the onions of the cornerback from, they get rid of Tino Ellis. They got rid of uh, Dietrich Nichols. And then you got Bladamosi. It's only a matter of the time for something pop up. If you, it gets real thin and you start seeing injuries, then they say, okay, well, if you see injuries, we just slide Patrick, uh, PJ Williams in that position with Patrick Robinson and all of them. I'm like, oh, my goodness, no, man. We've been there before. We want, to, we want to get better at the cornerback position, you know. We want to get better. Now, perhaps if they're saying that these, corner, these defensive ends are going to fire off and be able to get to the quarterback, which then makes the secondary look better, that's a whole other ball of wax to talk about. But, you know, I'm just not – after watching these men for years, man, you know how I feel, and you, I know how you feel about it. All right. Thank you. Troll blew it. What up, Troll? Good to see you. Troll said he cooking. There you go. Don't burn the beans, Troll. Don't burn the beans. <laughs> uh, Paul said, I don't know why uh, 7, 51, 56, 57, 53, 12 are not, not retired for the Saints. At least 57 should be retired. That's most certainly, you know, at least. Um, Trolls, uh, True Louisiana said, I was looking at whoever number 70 today training and is now, for some reason, he reminds me of John Stinchcomb. 
All right. Paul says 77-72 also need to be retired for the Saints. Uh, I don't think, you know, at least one, at least Ricky Jackson. I know Drew Brees, when he goes, they're going to retire. Drew ain't nobody going to be able to put on number nine ever again. They're going to retire Drew number six. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As soon as he leaves, you're not going to be able to get put on Drew Brees' number ever again. Watch. First ballot Hall of Fame, he lays it up. They're going to take that number and they're going to build a, they're going to build a, build a statue of Drew in the front of the facility and they're going to build a statue of Drew in front of the Superdome. And they're going to reti- take that number, retire it, and hang it from the Raptors in the Superdome. They're going to do that. But Ricky Jackson, who was the team's all-time leading sack master, and he had, he has a, he was a Super Bowl ring with the 49ers. But he was in he's in the Hall of Fame. That guy should be retired. And then you can make a case about Willie Rofe. You know, it's just weird, man. We don't we don't obviously believe in retiring jerseys, man. But I promise you they'll get it right when Drew retires. They're gonna take that number nine and make sure nobody never wear it. Watch and see. Paul says, okay, big Q, I hope the C nineteen don't break out on teams if they don't be canceling for the rest of the season. They'll be they have to be. And remember, family. A lot of the stuff, you know, there've been some ticks in it. But even the the experts admitted to saying that the testing measures are not one hundred percent. So you know, like what happened with Stafford, that's been happening a lot across the nation. Some of it's by just accident. It happens. Some of it's by purpose because it's a it's a monetary component to it. If something happened in safe instance, notice nobody ain't dying from nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> all that done went out the window. It all went out the window mysteriously. You know, people come in this world and they leave this world. This is nothing new. But the thing is, you know, it's a lot of weird stuff going on right here. And I and I and I ask you guys to don't, you know, to do your research and don't accept everything you see. Remember, tell lies visually. Remember that. Remember that term, television, and you know, means to me, tell lies to your vision. Tell lies visually. They don't have no reason to empower you. They, they see you as a consumer, a brainless, mindless consumer. I was watching something, uh, a toy documentary back in the day about some of the toys that I remember having as a child. 
And when you and, I, and they went back and they broke down some of the shows that that happened during the, that time frame when I grew up, and they were talking about the producers of some of those shows were saying why they were making the shows and how they were creating t- storylines so they could sell toys. So they'll have this toy, putting it here and there. And as a child, you don't see that. You don't see the fact that you know they just doing this stuff so that you can go and tell your mama, "Hey, I want that toy." And then she go up in there and buy it, you know. So they're basically taking you and turning you into a consumer so you can worry your parents. They know you ain't got no money, you're a child. <laughs> but they know your parents got money. So they go run to your parents. Oh, listen, I got it. Hey, Dad, I want the new whatever it is. That's where it come from. So I, I caution the people nowadays to not accept readily everything that you see. I'm telling you, these are the times, man, that so many people been warning you about. For years on years and years, you've reached that precipice. So prepare your mind, your spirit and everything else for what's about to happen. You know, and I caution you too, also well to discover with a, with a, a to start growing, growing because there's shortages of food that's going to start to happen. There's water shortages that's all wrong. That's coming up on the horizon in this country. Not so much a little bit, maybe perhaps. But if you look around the world outside of yourself, you're seeing a lot of that happen. And usually it happens there. Then it comes here. So just be mindful of that to stockpile your food, buy seeds so you can learn how to grow your own food, you know, and learn to purify your water. So, I mean, that's just some stuff off topic. But, man, if you want to be a, a healthy Saints fan, <laughs> you better listen to what the hell I just told you. All right. Let's keep it going, man. True says I'm going to need Griffin to call that woman up from last year for Lucky Rabbit's foot. So Pelicans get top. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Crass says Hardy isn't looking good enough to play those boundaries. Big play waiting to happen on them. That's right. That's right, Crass. Once again, good commentary, my brother. That is excellent because Justin Hardy, you know, I kid about that. I kid about that about Justin Hardy. Uh, the highlight of the offseason that he went and bought a Papa Giants. Well, like I said, I, I said, well, he should have bought a Hardy's too. <laughs> you're going to need both of them. If he can't learn how to play that cornerback position, I tell you what, you're going to need both of them. Because at the end of the day, you don't want, I like Justin Hardy, but I don't want to see him end up like Chris Banjo. Banjo's not on the team because of JT Gray. I said that when they cut at him. JT Gray could play the safety position and he could play special teams. The Saints just don't want a one here to quit him. They want somebody that can do both things equally well. And Justin Hardy struggles playing the cornerback position, even though he's an ace at the special teams position. And some people say, well, Q, he can make it as an ace and stay on the ace. No, that's not the case anymore. The Saints have gotten aces. Chiquillo's an ace. He's going to help out a lot. So the Saints are getting people. Derek Washington, if he makes a team. So the Saints have several aces, special team aces on the team as well that do a really good job. Justin Hardy has to, can't just rely on that. He has to get better at the cornerback position. Just in case something happens and they call upon him to play, he has to be able to get in there and make it happen. Just kicking it out to you. Thank you for that, Crass. Byron says, Kamara looking amazing out there. He in great shape, full of healthy, ready for the season. Uh, and here Ty Montgomery say, getting reps from running back Cole, but I think he's going to He's going, he's going on everything on the offense and more. Yeah, he's Ty Montgomery, and you'll see Alvin Kamara and Ty Montgomery in, in plays. You will. And I caution to say you probably will see Ty Montgomery together more than you see Latavius Murray. I mean, Montgomery and Kamara together more than you'll see Latavius Murray and Kamara. <laughs> see, it's a read. Sean Payton will love to use a guy like Ty Montgomery and bring him in. That's why I was saying this will be the three, the three running back system that we've been hoping for. For the longest, 
because he had to justify for something that guy for that something that guy can do. Well, that guy can when you put Kamara out there, you can line Kamara in a slot, put Montgomery behind the quarterback, or you can line both of them in a slot, put Latavius Murray back there. So it's several different combination of things that the Saints could do because they have the skilled players to do it. It reawakens a lot of the retired plays that Sean Payton used to run in yesteryear, but he can bring back because he didn't have the personnel groupings to do it. You know, so we'll see a lot of that starting to occur. And I think Montgomery's a really big addition for the Saints, man. Really, it is. He'll play some snaps, not starter snaps, but right up under it. He's going to see a lot of the Saints offense, man, especially on he'll play on the special teams. You'll see him playing a wide receiver room as well. You'll see him at the running back room. Trust me, this offense is going to be exciting. When you see guys like Ty Montgomery out there and Taysom Hill out there, Kamara out there, Emmanuel Sanders out there, you see Dante Harris cycle in there, Adam Troutman, all these fantastic players, man, that Saints offense. And remember what Malcolm Jenkins said on the last interview I just played. Malcolm Jenkins said this is the most talented team that he ever played for. Malcolm Jenkins has been in the league for a while. He won a Super Bowl with the Eagles a few seasons ago. And he said this is by far the most talented. This is the most talented team that he's ever been a part of. So that just goes to show you uh, where the mindsets of the team. They know they they know that they that they got it. They know that they have all of it. Just like we know in the rest of the league know. The Saints are stacked and they have the right personnel groupings to make every defensive coordinator have a bad day. The only people that can stop the Saints are the Saints. Just remember I said that. And remember what I said yesterday too, family. What is the mantra or the motto of the team coming into 2020, 2021? It should not, it should be uh what I what I said no excuses last year, so I ain't gonna use that this year. But this year I'm gonna say, uh, what was it? What was it? What was it, family? Oh, so much going on in my head. What was the mantra? Remind me, family, in the chat. Remind me what it was in the chat. Oh, my goodness. What is it? Oh, take it personal. Take it personal, which is a perfect mantra for the Saints in the 2021 season. After three years, three years of utter nonsense of the playoff failures, take it personal. That should be the thing. That should be the thing. So, I, I'm just loving it, man, and and we should make we should adapt that. Take it personal. You have to take it personal. What happened over the last three seasons? No doubt about it. All right, Kenny Sutton says, "I wish we would sign Kirkpatrick." I know. I why not, bro? He's hanging out there. Tal- Talib would be uh, a good one too. Talib would be a, a really good one to have as well. They have those. They have some really good cornerbacks out there that's just sitting there. That's better than what you messing around with these guys for. Bring these guys and you want a Super Bowl, right? You know, and it's just, we'll see. All right, true losing say I pray Pelicans, okay, luck up again, lottery tonight, move on from the slated 13 pick. Be tough for them to do that, for them to to uh, to, to jump up in there and get that pick again. That'll be real amazing for them to do that. And, of course, if they, if you could you imagine the ramifications of the Pelicans getting the first overall pick could you know, do you know what that means? That means the number one pick out there in the in the draft coming up is Lonzo Ball's brother. You know, LaMelo Ball. <laughs> that just that been insane. You get rid of one ball for another. All right, let's keep it going on, family. Uh Donovan, who that to you? Donovan, good to see you in the chat as well. Big ups to you and Yearn. Uh 
Adrian, who that to you? Adrian in the building. Good to see you, baby. Appreciate you. Good to see you in the chat. Uh, Mr. Jerry in the building. Abraham, who that to you? Abram, good to see you. Hope everything going well with you out in California, my brother. Who that to you? Uh, big ups to you. Once again, big ups to my dog, Donovan. Uncle Paul, it says, I agree, Q. The Saints better get wise and get at least two cornerbacks corner, and a safety. Uh, teams are going to test our secondary. Tom Brady and his wideouts are going to have a big day. So, you know, like I said, now I got to agree with you on that, Uncle Paul, that at any other time that the Saints need to oh, – just give me a second, family. You know, I got the boys in the building. And, you know, they got to bug me about something. Hey, run the run the, the, the software on there. All right. Uh, okay. Sorry about that, family. You know what, how children are. Okay. Um, okay. JT says, Q, a lot of players – have plateau back have have plateau backups and starters. Okay, you're right. You know we have some that are plateaued out, and you got some still ascending. You got Mike Thomas, Elvin Kamara, guys like that are still ascending. You know Andrews, Pete, guys like that still ascending. Teron Armstead, I think he's in reach. You can't. I don't think Teron gets any greater than with how great he is right now. So, you know that's a part of it as well. What's up, Moss? All right. All right. Let's keep it going, fam. All right. Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what we got here. True Louisiana said they're they using kids as bait to the parents' money. Like, yeah, I was really upset about that when I watched that documentary. And they were grafting shows around uh, selling toys. So I was like, you know what, man? That's really underhanded, man. That's underhanded. But it's that's this is the capitalistic type society we live in, and uh, you know, you know, it is what it is. But you know, but I don't like to be programmed to be a, a mindless, a time to time consumer. <laughs> but you know, that's a part. Of, that's why I say tell live vision, fam. We got to wake up to that, man. Uh, but you know, that's the great thing about it, man. When you become aware of that type of stuff going on, you kind of your your mind kind of start looking for it. You know what I'm saying? And then you prepare, you get smarter from it. And that's the thing. Always look to get smart. Don't run away from no information. What's wrong with you? Don't run, don't run away from information, man. Don't run away from it. That stuff is supposed to inform. Information means to get you in the right situation, the right formation, so you can be more effective as a person. Misinformation means misalign you to keep you guessing. And I think that's a vested interest to make sure the large populace of people are ignorant about how true affairs actually work. So they create a fake ass world for you to follow. And you say, well, this is how it is Q. And then you will argue somebody that's telling you, no, that's not how it go, bro. You need to study upon it. No, this is what I learned in school. Q. They ain't going to tell me. No, I mean, come on, man. Cut it out, man. Cut it out. They've been said several hundred thousand examples of why you shouldn't trust most of the stuff that you hear. You know, better than I do. The people at the top don't give a grats. You know what about you? And most of the people, they don't believe in, you know, God or none of that, man. They don't believe in that, you know, but they'll lie to you eight ways from Tuesday. You and I both know it. That's why I tell you, investigate everything you get, because it's coming from people who don't have your best interests in mind. Why are they telling you, listen, we care. We care. We care about you, baby. We'll look out for you. And they don't. They'll say stuff that means something else. And that's how devils talk. That's how demons talk. They speak with talk with a forked tongue, meaning they, they say this, but mean that. So you got to be careful of that, man. I'm talking to the family, telling them. Just protect yourself, man, and be be astute of these things. Watch out for this stuff. 
right, let's keep it going here. Truly, it said that boy Malcolm Jenkins was looking faster than I ever remember seeing him in today's training camp videos. I was looking at, I seen some of them before I got on show, bro, and I was impressed. Jonathan Wilson, who that Jonathan? Good to see you and your wife in the stream, fam. Good, big up to you. Ramsey said, hey, Q, did you see the, the Fox News story about Tampa Center? Ryan Gilson talking about Tom Brady wants him to use gloves and baby powder to prevent butt sweat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not, I guarantee you, listen, that's, listen, I ain't, I, I'm not going to judge nobody. I ain't going to judge nobody. That's between Tom and his center, you know. But I guarantee you what, Jensen, if you were center for Drew Brees, Drew wouldn't ask you to do that. <laughs> TB12, baby. He come with all his little stuff. All right, let's keep it going. That was too funny, though, man. That was funny. I heard about that. All right. All right, Tory. All right. And uh, Trey, Trey Will, TYPQ. All right. Good to see you in the chat as well. Family, thank you for joining us. Uh, he says, I want to know about the progression of Hanson and Kate Nellis' injury. Also, how are they doing from years one to two and develop? Thank you for the question, Trey. Uh, first of all, uh, Chase Hansen, you talking about Chase Hansen right now. Chase Hansen is okay doing all right. I've seen some footage of him making plays and drills and doing some stuff. He looks okay. Cade Nellis the same way. It's nothing really big to talk about, but Cade Nellis is 100%. Both of these guys are 100% uh, healthy. You know, they're not reporting on anything bad. Caden is, is playing. I just showed some pictures of Cade Nellis earlier today when we went over a, a uh, slideshow of all the Saints players. You know, just to let you know. Uh, but they're fine, man. And we're looking to see some stuff from Caden Ellis this year. Uh, too bad we didn't have a camp because you could see some of these guys, more of an extended view. But they they like Caden Ellis. Chase Hansen is another dude that Peyton liked. He didn't put him on the street with the 80. So, you know, I think watching footage from Chase Hansen, Hansen looked pretty good in college. I, I'd be curious to see how he acclimates. But Caden's injury situation would stop them. But they're both fine. They're 100% healthy. Thank you for the question, Trey. All right, let's keep it going. On Paul says, I hope Peyton makes the run in the past and not just use Kamara as just a decoy on place. Well, I hope so too, uh, Brother Paul. Same thing here. I hope he mixes it up too and, and use him as a decoy for other players to get involved, similar to what he did with Reggie Bush. He put Bush out there. Uh, in a slot, and people be paying attention to what are you out there for? And then while you do that, they hand it off to the other guy, go the other way, and get about 15-yard gain, something like that. So hopefully he does bring some of the decoy packages back because I think that's a positive. You know what I'm saying? You can, you don't have to throw the ball at – Kamara in, is so impactful. Uh, he don't have to get the ball to impact the uh, what's going on in the field. The mere fact that you move him around, you put him here or there or whatever, people are going to pay attention. Why that over Kamara over there in the slot? Why is he over there in the slot? Especially the middle linebacker. The middle linebacker gonna look at <laughs> he go to he go he slide out there. The middle linebacker like why is he over there? <laughs> I hope I don't have to cover him. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, that that man. Listen, that be, I look, look decoy him. You know he don't have to always get the ball, but he can be he can really represent pluses. For the offense, too, if you just put them out there and then you run Latavius to the opposite side where they've got or whatever, you know, you can decoy him, man. And I think that people will pay attention to him. Kenny says, I hope uh, they strike him to be a top five defense. Me, too, bro. You know, we talked about them being a the top three and stopping the run. But they, you know, uh, overall, I think they were rated as a number 11 ranked defense overall. But the mark should be if the Saints won a Super Bowl, that defense has to be inside the top 10. 
Uh, if you really want a, want a Super Bowl really bad, it should be a top five unit. It really should. And the way to help them out is by balancing offense, taking the air out the ball so that the defense can rest. Even though they're deep, you still want to be able to give rest to those players. You don't want to just score too fast and turn the ball over and go back to you. Uh, sit down on the bench and put your defense out there and you're scoring. If your drives are like a minute or two and then you're scoring and give it. You don't do that, Sean Payton. Don't do that. You did that in the, in the San Francisco 49ers game when you just was giving the ball. I'm like, why are you doing that, bro? Why are you doing that? You don't you know, look what you're doing in the defense and the defense allowed the 49ers to stockpile over 30 points that game. I was like, this is not our defense. But this is happening because Sean Payton is is possessed out of his mind trying to beat uh, this kid, this this guy over the 49ers coach, Shanahan, trying to beat him uh, by outscoring him and stuff. I'm like, why are you doing that? You know, that's almost like some kiddie stuff, man. You know, you know, that's ridiculous. And when stuff like that happened, his coaches got to call him out. You know, they got to say, look, coach, you out of control. We got to slow this down, man. You know, whatever, whatever you got to do. But you can't let them do that to the team. You know, you can't let them do that to the team. And what Jenkins said, he said, you, most of the time, if you got one guy at the top and everybody listening to him, it's a cult. <laughs> and I would challenge Jenkins' definition of what a cult is because that's not necessarily what a cult. There are room, room, uh, numerous times through history where they had an advisory board and it was still a cult. Ninety <laughs> percent of the time, he did give up. Most of the time, it'll be, I got you on that. So he did give some room for error. But is that what we got going there, the cult of, of Sean Payton? Everybody too scared to challenge his opinions? If he has another situation like the Minnesota game or another situation like the San Francisco game, do anybody else but Big Q pull his goddamn coattail? You know? Do anybody else on the team? Could we have some, some guys that got a spine? Ryan Nielsen looked like he got a spine. You know what I'm saying? He on the defensive side of the ball, but still nonetheless. You got to be able to pull the coach's coattail. You got if you have a relationship like Pete Carr, like Michael, and the rest of these guys, and the Peyton is getting out of hand like he did in the 49ers game, somebody got to sell him down. And say, Coach, man, this is stupid. What we doing? We're hurting our defense because we're giving them the ball back too fast, and our defense is tired. Look what look at them. Don't fuss at them and look mad at them, angrily at them when they come off the field because they're tired. Then Saints defense is not going to give up 40 or 30 plus points a game unless something wrong. They got to balance. It's something off kilter there, you know. Something's not wrong. We ain't going to just give up 30-plus points in the game unless something's wrong, you know? So, I mean, that's the thing we have to have. Do anybody on the team have that ability to, to pull Peyton's coattail when he get out of control? He don't get out of control all the time, but at least twice last year he he was out of pocket. That he cost us, the first, and against the 49ers, he got out of pocket. That that loss cost us the first season. Remember, the Saints had that number one ranking. At the at that time, and then when they lost to the Niners, they lost twice because Green they dropped the three, and then Green Bay where they were at, and that, and that that scenario played out for the rest of the people season. Then you got people sitting up there praying that teams lose. I was like, you know what? No, keep it as it is, because that's what you earn. Don't ask for something if you ain't. You know what I'm saying? If that's not what you earn, don't turn around and ask for something that you didn't earn. And the Saints did not earn the number one seed. They didn't. They played down. They lost to the Niners. And then they won the Catbird seat the whole time into the playoffs and couldn't take care of business against the Minnesota Vikings, which was another issue with Sean Payton wanting to operate his game plan as opposed to respect the scouting report. Well, see where it got you. A first seat on the bench. And then he took a job as an analyst the next the, the, the next week. 
to watch the Niners take on the same team he just lost to, and the Niners ran the scouting report, the same one that he had got the prior week. But he he won't listen to scouting report. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. So, I mean, if they got guys there that can pull his coattail this year, please pull his coattail because this is Drew Brees last year. This team has a two-year window insofar as some of the talent that they have. Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Jenkins, the guys that were come, the, the brung in to get the team over the proverbial hump that he talked about when he said, I don't know why this team isn't winning the last three years have won a Super Bowl. Then he said, well, that's what I'm here for, to help get them over the hump. Well, the reason why, Mr. Jenkins, Mr. Jenkins, Mr. Jenkins, that the team, while the Saints didn't win over the last three years, it's because of a lot of curious things that have happened, and a lot of them start with your coach. And you could talk about the referees, cheapness, and all this kind of nonsense, and then I will counter your referee a cheatery by saying the Saints controlled each one of those games that they lost. The games were in their hands, including the, the Rams game when the guy ran over. Yeah that, yeah, that was a penalty. I'm not talking about that. But why are you talking about that and not talking about the fact that Dan Arnold dropped the touchdown pass? That damn call wouldn't have mean a, mean a, a rat's ass if he would have caught that touchdown pass. But when you hear him, they say, oh, the referees cheated us. I'm like, dude, did you watch the game? Yeah, I watched the game. Well, when, did you recognize the fact that Dan Arnold dropped the touchdown pass in the NFC Championship game? You don't drop touchdown passes in the NFC Championship game unless you don't want to go. So he dropped the touchdown pass. In the back of the end zone, the Saints stuttered, stumbled, bumbled their way through that. And that, that other team was desperate. That team went for it on fourth down. Peyton even said it after the game. I played the press conference. He said, that ain't on them. That's on us. He said, the referees didn't call the code. That would have forced them to have a whole other scenario. You're right. But why leave it in their hands is what I'm saying. Don't leave it in their hands. You don't. We don't play games and leave the, refer, leave the game in the goddamn referee's hands. We don't do that. Never supposed to do that because you never you don't know who got control of them referees and the referees are not your friends. You see, we watched the playoffs uh, t- yesterday in the referee in the, in the game against the the, the Lakers and the Trailblazers. The referee guy was knocking each other all the way around. The referee man was like, "Man, where the fuck?" Referee sitting up there looking at him. Tell y'all, tell y'all, referees don't have a mind of their own. They controlled by the higher ups, man. You think some higher ups gonna give some referees some whistle and tell them, hey, you go officiate the game without them having some pupperding going on? What kind of world you think this is? Now the Saints have realized that and they pay a play above the referees. When they run up the score on the, on their opponents, the refs can't get involved without it being obvious. So that that's the way you with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Beat the trifling system. And the Saints did that over the last two years. And they realized that. Sean Payton realized that after that Minnesota, that, that three years ago. 
how he had to get his team ready. They can't talk about it like what happened in the Dallas game when the guy had a cell phone and took it behind Sean Payton taking pictures. And then what was the, the NFL's response to that? The NFL came out. The NFL told you that that guy is always behind the coach. You Are you kidding me? That was the NFL's response. I covered it. So you mean to tell me that there's supposed to be a guy behind the coach over there all the time? Where's your guy that's behind the rival coach all the time? There is none. But why would they lie about that? Because that's what they do. They'll use whatever advantage to steer whatever they need. But the system is not foolproof. You can be beaten. And it has been beaten constantly over and over and over and over again. Peyton's aware of that. But he won't talk about it because he know the fines will come. But guess what? I could talk about it. I could talk about it. And I talk about it all the time. You know? So we're going to keep it real because that's how we're doing here. But the, out, but the thing is, Peyton has to be able to be more mature than what he was last year in those games. He has to be able to allow people on that team to pull his coattail when he's when he gets out of line, like in that Minnesota game and in that, that San Francisco 49er game, when he does that kind of stuff and, and throws out the principles of team just so he can get a win over that coach. That's not how you get the win over that coach. You don't just throw willy-nilly and you won't embarrass the man. And then end up embarrassing yourself, getting marched out the playoffs. You know, we just have to watch that and keep an eye on it. Kenny says, uh, Kenny Sutton, who that T says, to live would be a nice pickup too. I, I like that. But Derek says, we're not going to recognize our bros this this year, our boys this year. Everyone's going to be making plays. It, they, it's going to look like the, the Saints of several years ago, Brother D. Remember when the Saints had four wide receivers that had over 40 receptions apiece? Y'all remember that? Get ready because it's coming back. Every time Drew snaps the ball and goes through his progressions, when he go one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, he going to find somebody. It's always going to be somebody open. It's not going to be like I termed it, the mutated uh, mutated monster offense that it was last year, where the offense, it wasn't this beautiful, angelic symphony of warrior princesses or whatever. Last year was a mutated pus monster from the swamp. It was three. It was three-headed mutant moving around. Yeah, Mike Thomas, Cook, Kamara, and that was it. Nobody else was contributing. You didn't have any serious. You know, Deontay Harris was on the punt. Taysom was doing his thing. But this year, this, the offense is set up to flow through whoever's going to have the hot hand, whoever's available, and that's what it's supposed to be. And that's what the Saints offense down to its most pristine form is supposed to be. It's supposed to flow to the wide open man. You're going to see Mike's going to get his catches, so with Emmanuel. But don't be surprised if you see Taysom get involved like he did the last couple of years, Ty Montgomery and all the rest of these guys. They're going to step up. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, Paul says Ty Montgomery remind me of Rod Bernstein. When he was with the Chargers, that's a good comparison, man. Because if you watch him talk, man, that dude, he's a tough football player, man. He said, man, you know, I just love it, man. I'm, let's just get it on. You know, I like that kind of talk for our players. Troll Blue says, Kate Nellis looks really good and fast. Young, young backers are looking awesome. Yeah, they are. Jason King, who that to you, Jason? He says, those people that don't care about you, that Reverend Q speaks, are the Rothschild, Soros, Clintons of the world. Keep speaking it real. That's right, bro. And, and, and we talk about the Sauroses and all those guys, but really he get his money from the people at the top because you don't really see the, any people. If you see the man, that's not the man. Understand that. That was something I learned many years ago when I was studying a lot of their literature. There's a lot of stuff I'm telling you that's from the books, 
that the people at the top write and they put out there. All this information is out there. I'll tell you one that was one of my favorites. It was a book by Carol Quigley, who was Bill Clinton's mentor at Harvard, I believe. It's called The Tragedy of Hope. Get get that book and get yourself together. I'm telling you. And one of the things I learned is if you see the man, that ain't the man. <laughs> you never see them. You only see their representatives. And if you see a really rich one, that's the one they trust the most to do what they want them to do. See, that's the reality. So if you see a lot of stuff going on, that's terrible. You see people attacking somebody, they're attacking them for a reason. Well, why they, whatever they're attacking them for, he ain't doing what they said he was supposed to do, baby. Or he ain't supposed to be somewhere, you know? So if he can't, if I can't get you out of there by attacking you through the regular ways, I'm going to do something else. You see? So just be careful and mindful of that. But all this has been actuaried out. All this is in, if you're a reader, if you want to learn some stuff, you heard what book I say, go and get it and learn it. And tell your people about it. Tell your family members about it. I'm telling you the truth. I ain't spitting no, ga- no garbage to you. If you see the man, that ain't the man. I'm telling you. They, they, you don't see those people. You know, you don't see them. But you see their representatives is what I'm telling you. And I'm telling you, if they don't like you, you're going to be attacked by the media because they own all of that. You're going to be attacked constantly, 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 constantly because it's something you ain't doing that, you, that they want you to do. You see? And if you ain't doing it, then sooner or later they're going to keep attacking that way, then they're going to go up another level. And you know what that other level is. Come on now. You know what it is. That's what happened to those who don't listen to them. So just be mindful of that. All right, Kenny says, uh, uh, Derek, he will bring more attitude. Troll Blue says, Kate Nellis, look real. I read that. Thank you, Jason, for that beautiful uh, thing. That's really awesome, bro. Thank you for that. All right, uh, JT says, you win the Super Bowl with a second pass rusher. You win the Super hey, JT, you right on the money, brother. Byron says Saints offense defense going to be top one and top five. I hope so. And they have the talent to do it, baby. A talent 90, who that to you says Peyton lost the playoff game last year. I agree with you, brother. You at the right place, bro. You got some guys get on here. Oh, man, the Saints, they lost the game. We lost it because of the referees. We blew it. I say, hold on, bro. Let me tell you something. You know what I mean? I've been looking at this team for some time, bro. I study tape and footage. I play all these interviews from these coaches. I paid it once from the from the uh, from the players and it gives you a perception when you looking at stuff. And then if you're a critical thinker, you don't just go through what they tell you because they'll try to tell you how to think. And that's not me. You can't tell me how to think. I already know how to think. And my process of thinking has gathered me a lot of success over my life and going into the future. More success. So with this frame of thought, I'm able to look at sports a little different than most. And I'm telling you off top, the responsibility falls on the Saints these last three years. Not on necessarily on the referees because you're gonna have you're gonna always encounter some form of obstacle or uh, or or blockages. That's what life is. Now you might have this one day and this another one the next week or the next year, because that's how it is. From a natural standpoint, you're gonna encounter obstacles in your life, and it is up to you to decide on how you're gonna get beyond these obstacles. It's up to you. They will not be removed until you def- decide on how to do it, and. And once you do that, you get beyond these obstacles, you'll learn ways of troubleshooting ways of how to get beyond things by using this up in here. You don't have to always come to this up in here. That's the always the last result. But you beat people here before you even do this. You beat them without even lifting this up. You beat them to this and then that there. That's how you beat them, man. People don't understand, man. They don't understand. They're way more weapons than the and all that kind of nonsense. No, man. They got other stuff that the Most High gave you that you can move forward on obstacles. I'm just keeping it real with you, baby. I'm keeping it real. 
But the Saints had those same obstacles last year, and they got beyond them. It's just a process of thought, as you can see, Sean Payton, who's intelligent enough to do voodoo rituals and hire the voodoo priests to go in and do uh, rituals in the dome to run off spirits that he believed that's that's messing up things for the Saints. Or for the fact that he making the people see that these rituals that he paid for, for the voodoo to dance around with a snake on all that, people say that's just foolishness, Q. Whether it's foolishness or not, follow me on the point. The point is that he did it to try to at least build into people's head that he was trying to create a, 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 a baptism ceremony in his mind frame to, to a divide a separation barrier in time between the saints of yesteryear and the saints of today. Now, the only attachment the saints have that they want to attach to are the successful years. So the, the, the garbage brown bag years, Peyton knew that that mentality that mindset was firmly entrenched in the minds of the, the great St. Thank Tank and the Who That Nation. So he had to be able to create a way to break that to break that apart. So that's what that represented. And he had a mock funeral and all that. How many of y'all remember all that? He did a mock funeral and buried the old brown bag dead saints of the, the garbage time saints of back in the day. He had to have that cleansing that public cleansing, mental cleansing, spiritual cleansing moment so that he can then breathe success into the team moving into the future. Listen to me on that. Listen to me on that. Now you tell me if that's a stupid-ass ball coach. Huh? Is that just a dude that just know about ball football? No, man. That's a dude that know about much more than that. But he choose to only tell you about ball. But I watch how you move. I know you know more. Just like with Drew Brees. I keep telling y'all about Drew and what he knows. And that success don't just come to you like Drew Brees. Like every just seems that everything is doing success. It just oh, it just, it just some people are just more successful than others. That's true. Do you know why? It's because they see it and they perceive it and it comes to them. Everything, everything that you think about, you get. That's the whole reality. So how do you change a losing ass organization to a championship contender? Then make everybody else see you used to be the garbage time saints of the past start picking you for Super Bowls repetitively year after year after year. Do you understand me? You think that just happens? Forget ESPN or Fox. Get straight sports talk from the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. Sports fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams and players you love. Unique one-of-a-kind designs exclusively by Fanatics. And autographed collectibles from today's biggest stars shipped directly to your home. Join Fanatics Rewards for free to earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and for a limited time, get 20% off all orders. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. Hit the link below and rep the black and gold today. Who that? Do you need a domain name? How about a host for your website that can work with WordPress? Try Namecheap.com. They make registering, hosting, and managing domain names for yourself or others easy and affordable because of the internet needs people. Namecheap is an ICANN accredited domain register and technology company founded in 2000. It's one of the fastest growing American companies according to the 2018 Inc. 5000. Celebrating nearly two decades of providing unparalleled levels of service, security, and support. Namecheap has been steadfast and 
customer satisfaction with over 10 million domains under management. Namecheap is among the top domain registers and web providers in the world. They offer a full selection of popular and unique domains along with fully featured hosting packages, SSL security certificates, who is guard privacy protections, and more, all at the lowest prices in the industry. So if you need a domain name or hosting or anything else, think Namecheap.com. That's right, Namecheap.com. Check the description section below for link. Follow the sports come on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.